everybody. Good morning, good morning. That pitter-patter that you can hear is the dogs. And we have... I thought it was you emptying your blanket. Mark, no, stop it. We've just started. Listen, I'm so sorry if this is your first time to Coffee Moaning either on podcast or here on YouTube. Oh, there's Toffee. Now, she looks like the sweetest dog in the world. She's, she's actually a conniving in, bitch. She has. She's a conniving. <laughs> she's a proper kleptomaniac. It's hilarious. If you've never, <laughs> if you've never watched any of our vlogs, which is you know our family reality show, you will. Those of you that watch us regularly know what she's like. She is just so funny, isn't she? Yeah, sure the is. thing she steals. But anyway... For lots of you who are new here, by the way, uh, home times are coming back. There's just been so much other stuff going on. So uh, Crete and all that kind of malarkey. It's been a busy old week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, my God, guys, I have to tell you, I got accidentally pissed last night and accidentally ate very, very high-fat food and then seemed so to... So you got also, gout? So then seemed to also <laughs> have got a cold. You seem to have... You went in relatively healthy and you came out with gout. A, bro a broken woman... <laughs> <laughs> you were walking like Henry VIII. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really a good thing. I went to the gym and then I went to have a, a, um, a fascia massage, which is basically all your fascia is like twisted and turned and pulled. Felt fantastic. And then went to the pub with a friend of mine. Who's Martin? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I went to, to the pub with a friend of mine and oh my oh, Martin, God, sorry. it was so... Do you know what? I, I fucking hate... Fancy food. Why are you I hate. Sorry, I shouldn't have sworn. It's all right. I hate I foam. It. I hate shavings of anything. I hate balsamic vinegar drizzled. I hate pomegranates used to make something look nice, but they're not right. I hate all that food. And in London, in the you know in the West End, so the much. West End girls. So much food. Like, it's so expensive and it's so disgusting. And this friend of mine, we always, because we both work on New Swimming together, and he, we usually go to, you know, the wanky place opposite Soho House Members Club, which is just like the most honest to God. I'm not a member. I only get in there because I know members. But you get so badly treated in there. <laughs> like, all you do, I remember Carol McGiffin saying, all that happens in there is you just get told off all the time. You whenever, know, whenever I've been to those places, they are so fucking miserable. You can't open your iPad. You no. can't use well, your that's phone. that's all right. I think that's you okay. <clears throat> you can't do this. You can't do that. You can have potatoes on this floor. The potatoes you really love. Oh, no. But you can different... take cocaine. But No, don't say something like that. Of course that's <laughs> not. And you will get sued. He's being ridiculous. And actually, they have a very strict drug Of course policy. they do. I feel like I have to be a lawyer the whole oh, time I'm with you. Anyway, you so, you know, you, you can have the roast potatoes on the third floor, but not on the second floor, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because it was the train strike yesterday, we just went to a, a pub in our local area that we'd never been to before. And we had the most fantastic food. And it was half the price. And we didn't know what to do because... All the staff were so nice to us. We felt traumatised. You were you were totally shocked by politeness. We said we we're not used to this. We're used to just being continuously abused, both us and our wallets. So I remember when, go was, local yeah, is yeah, what yeah. I would say. I do think it's really funny how what these posh places you you are paying for the hot hostility, the iciness, 
and the sort of abuse. There used to be, <laughs> there used to be a Chinese take. In fact, I think the Chinese restaurant still exists. This isn't an expensive Chinese restaurant, but on, Ward, on uh, Rupert Street, I think it is. Yeah, Rupert Street? Wardour Street. Um, <coughs> do you remember Wong Keys? Yes. And everyone in London, you go to the Wag Club, you go, you go clubbing in central London, whatever, everyone would go to Wong Keys for Chinese. It was cheap, it was cheerful, it was vast across eight floors. You'd go to the door, and it's no exaggeration to say that I remember being grabbed by the scruff of my neck, yeah. dragged up a circular stairwell, yeah. thrown on a table, and I said, but I'm with six I other know, people. I've had that and they said, you sit here, they're sitting up there. <laughs> I said, I haven't come just to eat. I've come but to be I with didn't, my friends. I didn't mind the abuse there because it was no, very cheap and the food so was cheap. fantastic. And you made I, friends. I think, actually, it was responsible for an early in my life two-stone weight gain, Monkey, because I Monkeys, was yeah. I was Is working as an usherette. At oh, the, the Piccadilly, Piccadilly Theatre, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I always used to go to Monkey and I would get this massive box of mm. rice with pork and sweet and sour. I would eat that like every day. See, one keys, we used to call it wrong keys because they sort of did everything in the wrong key. Yeah. But they'd but, literally um, slam you against... Well, I, I remember I, being thrown against a wall when I asked for a chow mein. I was like... It was like screaming yeah, in my I, face, I putting a bib on me. I remember um, a couple of people running out of the kitchen with different kitchen utensils because somebody had come in and not realised that it was only cash. And they were trying oh, to pay by right. a cheque. Because in the old days, yeah, they were absolutely... If, the, if, the, if you'd sat down and eaten and you didn't have the cash, you would literally be thrown out of a window. And it in was fact, so... I don't know if no, you remember. No, you wouldn't be... No, not, don't Babe, 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 I don't know, know if you remember, but there was the Hong Kong Mafia were in Chinatown. Not wait, no, wait. illegal. No, I'm not. On the shop opposite, there used to be a casino opposite Wong Keys. And I remember we all went out to the Wag Club one time and... No, 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 there was a genuinely... Awful crime that happened. Right. Okay. By the mafia. Okay. The it was and terrible. This is it was proven frightening. in a court of law. It was it? proven in a court of law. A, gun a gangster was burnt to death in the basement oh, that's of awful. a casino opposite oh Wong Keys. Oh my God, what, serious? I seriously? Seriously, no, this oh was, it was, it, it was a chilling time. So when that happened, and then you'd go to sort of, oh you know, God. restaurants and get thrown around, it was like, the triads. Thank you very much, Ruth, oh, that triad. was it. Yeah, yeah, it was big, I don't know, I don't think it's quite so, <laughs> I don't think it's like that now, but back then you were, t it was a, it was a I dicey place. Yeah, 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 like all parts, all parts of London were. Yeah. And sometimes Streatham still is. But did you have a nice night? I'm literally sitting here just wondering what the hell you're going to say next. <laughs> and you see, you make me nervous. It's like riding a horse through the wild west. Okay, well, then let's talk about a safe right. topic. Let's talk about ITV. <laughs> let, let, let's talk about daytime ITV. I mean, let's be really, really right. safe. I just want everything to go, to rewind a bit. Yeah, yeah, um, okay. Well, the big news today, obviously, on the front of a number of the uh, more obvious tabloids, is the ITV, I, the ITV, ITV have asked for barristers to review uh, the Philip Schofield This Morning affair. Uh, they're calling in a barrister, a barrister <coughs> uh, Jane Mulcahy, or Mulcahy, Mulcahy, Jane Mulcahy, KC, um, and... I don't, I'm not going to say too much about this other than I do want to say this. Oh, God. Yeah, so everyone, hold your horses, batten down the hatches, <laughs> cover your ears, or cover, cover your ears. Now, this is all good. This is what everyone has said they would like, an independent external inquiry. 
Um, this is, you know, I, I guess this is, an, a, you know, a move in the right direction. It didn't take much research to discover that the actual legal firm that they've approached has represented ITV in countless, defended oh. ITV in countless uh, court cases. So they're obviously a go-to. So all I'm saying is how independent is independent. Oh, what you mean? Oh, yeah. you mean the people that are doing the inquiry? Oh. The firm. The firm have oh. defended ITV in countless, oh. countless. Seems uh, strange. It seems a curious. But is that an independent inquiry? It seems a curious independent oh. outside inquiry. Well, I, I personally, I'm not suggesting anything about that, but I, I, I'm not entirely certain when you start to dig into the, the, mm. the legal firm, how impartial that might be. I'm not, yeah, it's just a, it's just a thought. It's for, it's for other people with far more kind of inquisitive minds to kind of look into that. But I think one will find that the heads of certain departments know other certain heads of other departments and stuff like that. I don't know, just a thought. Um, but anyway, so I think it's a move in the right direction, but whether it's the move ultimately that they're gonna wanna go for, I don't know. Um, obviously they're gonna be called before the uh, select committee next week. Um, and I think this is, you know, you know, I think everyone wants to get to the bottom of things. So, um, so hopefully, they, you know, you know, that's what they're all reporting. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and talking to friends of mine that obviously work on production behind the scenes and stuff, production, you know, they just need, they, they just need to know what's going on as well. It's a very, like I said yesterday, it's a very, you know, unsettling time for all these people that have no involvement with yeah, what's yeah, happened, you yeah, know. It's yeah, just, yeah. it's really hot, it's just horrible in every single way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the people that have been lied to, to the people that, that, mm. are, that are having to stay quiet, to, and right at the very top of all of that, as I've said every day over the last week, is the very person mm. that is the victim in this. For mm. me, he is at the top of the tree of the people that of, of where the worry is and why we need this mm. cleared up. Mm. And also, you can never have you can never have too much of a spotlight put on any organisation to keep making sure that people are cared Looked for after. in the right Looked way. After. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, let's just hope they do get to the bottom of things and they clear things up. So there you go. That's that's the big, and, and there really isn't much other news around that at the moment. I think there's lots and lots of speculation as to whether the person in question is going to do an interview at some point. But again, absolutely no one knows about that. It's anyone's guess whether the uh, red tops, the papers, the mail specifically, are holding back any uh, news for this weekend. I mean, I have said before, and I did, I did, I did say at the beginning of all of this. Um, one never really knows in the dark arts of the media uh, the extent to which interconnectedness means that, you know, uh, say the papers will sort of take a story so far, but they won't... Scratching each scratching Yeah, yeah, backs. yeah. And so they'll take yeah. a story so far, but they won't take it that much further in order to make people feel like they've had their pound of flesh. But, you know, is this the actual pound of flesh? All that kind of stuff. So speculation is still going to be rife. This story is not going to go away. It's, we're sort of... I feel like we're in a intake of breath and a moment of pause, which, to be brutally honest, for all those lovely, lovely people that Nadia knows and I know some of who are ploughing on trying to make these programmes for the same department, I just think, you know, bless them, they're just cracking on. I think they need a pause for breath. Yeah. They? They, need, yeah. they need a moment to go. Their fault that somebody was such a liar and a yeah, cheat. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, so quite a few people there asking me if I'm on loose room tomorrow because it's our anniversary. I am. 
I am on Loose Women tomorrow. I wasn't going to be, but they really need me on tomorrow. <laughs> They're really short mm. um, for all sorts of different reasons. But yeah, so I will see you on Loose Women tomorrow, but we are celebrating yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, 21 years. And I noticed, Steph, you said that you're 21 years married to on Sunday or today? How? Wow, June the 1st. Steph, 21 years married. I guess there's got to be a lot of people who are 21 years married today. But Steph... You're I woke up room. this morning, I said to Mark, if, do, do you think we're any better at it after 21 years? And I said, slap some makeup on it, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I really wanted to talk about this. Jared Leto, um, if anyone, do you know who Jared Leto is? Jared Leto, actor, singer, he was recently in House of Gucci. Curious, curious role. Uh, he was in Dallas, I can never get them. Dallas Buyers, Cow Dallas Cowboy, can someone tell me what the film was? You won an Oscar. Dallas Cowboy. Dallas Cowboy Buyers Club, Dallas Buyers Club. He played the transvestite, uh, not transvestite, what was he? He was a drag drag queen, wasn't he? Um, who contracted AIDS. It also starred Woody Harrelson playing a cowboy who also contracted AIDS. Uh, can someone give me the title? It's Dallas Dallas Buyers Club. Thank you, I've Sarah. I've never Wilson. known you not remember the title. I can never, ever... Sorry, I can no, it's just you're doing a lot. tone of voice, Mark. 21 years of marriage, it's over. Just thinking of people listening on podcasts. I hate it when I'm listening to podcasts and I hear somebody keep banging on the table. Sorry, I didn't realise it was. Do, does everyone remember last week when he told me you're really shouting? I said, actually, thank you for telling me. Look at the difference. Oh. Look at the difference. Oh. A big sulk, a big yeah. throwing himself back in the chair, yeah, 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 crossed yeah. his arms. Yeah, you're right. Ridiculous. Yeah, carry on. But that's because I'm dealing with you. Just carry on. That's because it's you. Anyway. God, you'd think you'd have grown up a bit in the last 21 years. Jeez. That's a bit sharp. Good. Ah. I hope it cut you. Ah. <laughs> Do you remember when I did that with the girls? Went, oh, and they said it was the most ick thing they'd ever and seen And I was in impersonating life. someone. I wasn't even dead. Anyway. He, uh, he's, uh, I thought he was fantastic in that film. Um, he was in Morbius. He's, do he's done some duds, basically. I, I wouldn't say, he's going to play Karl Lagerfeld uh, in, a, in a new biopic. Anyway, Sit he, with this. You won't believe this story, guys. So anyway, he's talked about the fact, he was also obviously the star of in Requiem for a Dream. Oh, Requiem of a Dream? Requiem, what is wrong with me? I don't know. Requiem, just keep Requiem talking for a dream. and stop um, And which was a very traumatic <laughs> film in which he starred. Anyway, he's in interview, been talking about the fact that he hasn't cried for 17 years. Who, who said this? Jared Leto. I thought we were talking about it. We talked about it before we went on. No, I thought you were talking about... Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I wasn't listening to you. What? <laughs> no, no. Stop banging things on the table. I, I'm really, really sorry, guys. Just, just reverse... Don't listen to what I said when I said, listen, you won't believe this story because I thought he was talking about Army Hammer. I was thinking why you, I wondered why you said that. <laughs> Anyone listening to podcasts, we try to give a little bit of a menu and then we just mess it all up as to what we're going to talk about. It's because after 21 years of marriage, we do that, don't we, in marriage? You, you just listen to half of what somebody down. said. I'm I didn't listen gonna... to you at the beginning. Okay, so anyway, Jared Leto hasn't cried for 17 years. Now, me and Nadia have a big thing about this. You say you're not a crier. No, I'm a weller. No, I was are, never a so weller. So I'm ask you, are you a crier or are you not a crier? I was never a weller and I was never a crier. My mum was very 70s mum. So crying was called blubbing. What are you blubbing for? And I found extremely... Oh, that's really horrible. And now when you talk about, you know, you know, one of the symptoms of ADHD is this... What's it called, Mark, where you have the extreme... 
you take things in very deeply. Dysphoria. Something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I know what you mean. When I think about that now, and all the time I'm finding out more and more things about the ADHD brain, but when my mum said that, pulling focus. No, I he's didn't. Drinking I from nearly a choked to death. Four pint glass. Your sister bought me that. I, why do you always say that when I bought it for you? Because it winds you up. <laughs> So he's drowning. For those of you listening, I have literally a pint glass the size it's of both of our heads. That's more than a pint. Well, no, it's, it's, it's a, a giant pint. It's a German pint, which is bigger. Nina. But anyway, yeah. he, he whilst I was talking there, he was drinking from it and drowning himself. I was drowning, for sure. Yeah, blubbing. That's a horrible word. So, so that went in very deeply as a child. I was like, uh, so I got my pride was really... So I am a secret um, crier. So I would do this thing where I would just go off to have a cry. And after about, this is me when I cry, I go and sit on the edge of bed and I cry for about 30 seconds. And I'm wanting to have a big cry for ages and I can't. And then I just pull myself together and I suck my tears in. And the girls say, it's really frustrating because they, they say, oh, mum, you're always telling us it's good to cry and get it out, but you don't. But I actually have very strong opinions on that as from a parent's point of view. I didn't. Say I, it. I don't, I, I saw my mum cry a couple of times. Right. And it was probably the most devastating thing to me ever as a child. I, 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 I couldn't bear it. And I don't want my children to feel like that. So I just pull myself together very quickly. But are you judging those who do? No, it's just my thing in that I just remember that feeling as a kid. And I've, I've got so many things... Because I've I, cried. The I girls have caught me crying. There's so many times yeah. when things that happened when I was a child that I said, this is something like when my mum made me eat vine leaves and made me sit at the table eating these vine leaves and I hate them so much and they'd gone cold. And, and I remember saying, I will never make my child... You know how people do when you're a kid, you make these... Bones. I will never make my child eat when they don't want so I never have and, and I don't like crying? to cry because that was another thing where I'm not going to cry in front of my kids because I don't want them to be oh right so I want to relate I thought your vine leaves had made you cry okay well, well there's Stuff a couple of did make me cry yeah there's a couple of observations about that when you really try not to cry it's obvious that you're not trying not to cry so you may as well be crying because it's almost like if you imagine that a nuclear explosion of emotion is going off in you and you weather it, which I've I literally seen Adia do this. You almost see, you know when you get the kind of impact of a, of a nuclear bomb and it goes, and you, I almost see your skin goes, yeah. and it's in there, and you may as well be crying because everyone can see how upset you are. But It's I very have, unhealthy not to cry. I mean, you guys have seen me here how many times. I well, I get overwhelmed. Yeah, you're a weller. And then, I, and then I push it back, but I don't like cry, cry. I'm going to read out lots of, your, lots of your comments here. For those of you listening, I'm going to read out a lot of the people on the live chats. Um, the people, I hate that. A lot of our lovely people's... Uh, people's? Oh, I can't get that right. Uh, the thing about welling up and crying, I... No disrespect, Mum, but I remember thinking crying happened so sort of dramatically, I was, I'll put it in a sort of polite way, when I was a child. I never saw my nan cry. I saw my granddad cry once. I saw my nan cry once when her brother, God bless his soul, passed away. It was so traumatising. Mm. It was so disorientating to see, especially because they were such a sort of an emotional bedrock. My mum, bless you, you, you led quite a sort of, you know, you're sort of an eternal teenager, mum. 
And so there was a lot of crying. <laughs> there was a lot of crying. But it came in sort of jagged spurts of stuff. As a child, I don't remember crying. I mean, I did cry and I screamed and all that kind of stuff. But as an adult, you know what? Drinking was a, alcohol was a really bad thing for that sort of crying thing. Mm. It really helped. Nothing worse than a drunk Nothing crying. Nothing worse than a drunk crying. But I, do, I, I really struggle to hold in tears when they come. I mean, it, it, they literally fly out mm. of my eyebobs. You're a big crier. Yeah, and, and I don't know. I sort of, I often worry that it's bad that the kids have seen that. But sometimes you just can't help it. If something... Mm horribles happened or you know something quite it's life isn't it it's life i think i think that it's really important with children that they're not left with you just being sad with no explanation so like if you have a cry i think i think it's a good thing to say do you know what i feel so much better for that i was just overwhelmed with my emotions yeah. and it's coming and i actually feel like because otherwise you leave them not knowing there's whether always you're a qualification sad. or yeah. they are or off sometimes actually more often than not with me it's been a situation or circumstance where they've kind of been privy to what's been developing along do you know what i mean i think that's do you know what i mean they've seen the narrative so they kind of understand the consequence and they get frustrated too. So it's kind of... There's no, there's no way. I mean, I mean it, you know, it is good for you to cry. It really is good for you to cry because what you're keeping... I, I just don't but believe... See, I'm left out of this conversation thinking that you are still quite judgy if people cry in front of their, in front of their kids. No, no, I'm not judgy, but I just think... No, I, I would never judge anyone for crying in front of their kids, but I think we always have to be mindful of how it leaves them feeling because children don't tell us how no, they No, 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 I agree. I think if... You, but that suggests if you've got some capacity to control... You know, if... The very nature, of, again, I'm going to read out comments, but the very nature of crying is it's an uncontrollable response often to something that you can't help. But I mean, if I feel, if a piece of music moves me to a place, I was talking about an old friend of mine the other day with my therapist and da 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 da, mm. and a piece of music, and I knew I was being taken to a place, yes, I would I... try and remove myself from the room. Yeah, no, I mean, there's nothing, I think I think too much crying for anyone is, is for any child is, is difficult to yeah, watch because they've got this sense that their parent is always sad. Yeah. And you know, it's like I always say to the girls, it's not your job to look after me, it's my job to oh, look no, after no, no. you. Ah, but does crying automatically mean that you're asking someone to look after you? I don't think it does. And I think sometimes what happens in a relationship, this is interesting stuff, it can be, people can weaponize crying when it's not actually coming from a place other than genuinely feeling something. Like, you know, sometimes it could be said in a row, you know, oh, I wish I could cry. Or It's actually, that's not about why someone, someone can't, I mean, someone can be manipulative and, you know, the idea of crocodile tears and all that kind of stuff. But I think more often than not, you know, if someone's crying, it's it's just a different physical, emotional response mm, to something which thing. needs to be respected. I think it's a great thing to be able yeah. to cry. I think it's healthier to be able to cry than to be someone who stops mm. themselves crying, for sure. Somebody just said there, ever since their mum's died, they haven't been able to cry. You see, ah, that is, that is, I... You know, I think you can get to a place, can't you, where if I let go of this emotion, mm. am I going to be able to stop it? But where's that emotion going? You know, my favourite, favourite kind of crying is the crying that I get sometimes with my yoga lessons. You've been there, haven't you? I with absolutely me, have. When it's suddenly just, uh, there is no control over it whatsoever. Yeah. And I find it fascinating because why that happens is, You've let go, you've stretched out muscles, literally where you've been holding the tears. And, and there is no way 
I can stop it. It just pours and pours and pours. And I always feel so brilliant afterwards. And I think, oh, God, it, you know, why do I keep all this shit in, you know? Mm. Just, it's... it was Elsa Pop who said, since my mum died, I find it hard oh. to cry. It builds up in me and I have to listen to sad music to make me release. Music for oh, me is a huge so good, though, trigger. That you do that. Um, Laura Lou, my husband hasn't cried for nine years since his dad died and was oh. many more years before that. He's a male, 80s oh. baby generation, showing tough love. He's now seeing a therapist, which helps. Um, the artist, oh God, what's her name? Which one? Give me the one who does the photographs is directing the Amy Winehouse film. Oh, Sam. Sam Taylor Sam Wood. Wood. Sam, Sam Taylor, Taylor Johnston. Um, she did a series of photographs years and years ago, regardless of whatever you think of her and her films. I don't like them. Um, she did a great series of photographs she years ago. Of faint, and it was just called Men Crying. David Beckham was one of Beckham, them. Ray Winston. Lots of men, just photographs and films of, of, of men crying. And I do think men and crying is a big thing. It's my, a big thing. Because if I'm really honest, when I cry, I feel like an absolute fucking failure as a man. As a man. I don't think you do. No, I do. I do. If I There are many... Do. Well, don't tell me why I do. I do. I'm telling you I do. I do. I don't like, like it. What does that mean? Well, I mean, I think you're quite in touch with your feelings. I don't get the sense that you're... No, so, no. Can I just... Can I just pause you for one second? I'm not insulting you. No, 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 no. But I'm the way, but, but the way you sort of said, you know, I'm, when I'm, whenever I feel like it, I feel a distinct sense of failure, regardless of what the conditions are always... or the justification of it. No, in my soul, in my soul. I just feel I wish that hadn't happened every mm. single time. It's not that it wasn't and necessary. That... It wasn't that it was right. It's mm. just I wish it hadn't happened every time. I don't and, think, oh. And when you wish it hadn't happened, is that because of what it's released in you? Or is it because it's... No, I feel... Do you feel the same if somebody hasn't been there and seen it? As if, is it or is it about somebody witnessing you cry? It's got nothing... Yeah, no, if someone witnesses it, it's worse. worse. And, yeah, because you're like, ah, because I, th I think, like, you feel it. And this mm. is... You're, you're a very proud person. You're, you know, if I've ever come over to you when you've been crying and I go to comfort, you quite quickly go to, in your physicality, a sense of don't take pity on me. And no one's taking pity. Someone's just wanted to well, care because, for you. Because that's and how, you don't want to be seen as weak. No, because that's how, that's how it, you know, in the... This was the same. This is, my mum was a great mum, but, you know, in the 70s and 80s, crying, navel-gazing was not allowed. It was like, well, not, not allowed, but it was just like, oh, come on. Yeah. Don't be silly. Yeah. So that's what my nan was I like. felt silly if I cried. So mm. I, I, from a child, I learned to just go off and have a cry on my own. So somebody hugging me, I just don't know what to do with it. It's like... Yeah, no, 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 but it's interesting. I mean, in, and in that sense, it's often after the event, I feel really annoyed if someone said, the recipe reels, I like your I like that name. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with crying. I think it's okay for children to see you crying. Life is not a flat line. There are ups and downs and important yeah. that children see that. I think what Nadia says though is really important because for me, where crying was a bit distressing around, say, my, around you, mum, was I never quite knew what it was related to. And mm. so there is a fear of, should I yes. be fearful too? And I think what you said, which is really important, is context, giving some kind of context. And I think when you've got a partner, if you're two of you and one of you is upset by something, it is incumbent on the other parent or partner to kind of, ed not educate, but sort of inform a little bit or give context. It's like sometimes I've known when you've been upset about something, the girls think, I say, you know, mum's feeling a bit da-da-da-da, so perhaps da-da-da. Yeah, you know. and, and I'll always make a point, like, on occasions where the girls have seen me cry and, you know, and they've been so sweet, and I say something, do you know what, I feel so much better, and thank you so much, because I could see you were so empathetic there, and that really, mm. that really helped me. I think it's just all about that, isn't mm. it? Because you're teaching them also how to be compassionate, mm. Um it teaches Andrea Crash, it teaches kids to be compassionate. Brenda yeah. M, my husband only cried once while we've been together, and it baffles me. 
Interesting, yeah. It's, 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 someone here just said uh, they, their husband cried when Everton uh, didn't get relegated. <laughs> <laughs> I cried a lot, actually, when Tottenham was shit when I was I've, there. I think post-menopause, I've welled so much more. I'm much more of a weller since I got my menopause. Where I yeah. never used to, like, just... You've seen me loads of times here, and I do get embarrassed because I'm like... Oh. Yeah. And I go, ooh, and I just control myself. Let's have a look here. Um, what was that poll say? Better to cry than not to cry, though, I would say. 70% of you are criers, 30% of you are not. He, 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 he surmises in the end, Jared Leto, that he cried so much in his performance in Requiem for a Dream that he, uh, that he ran out of tears. I don't know if we ever find out. I always get Jared Leto mixed up with the guy that... That's Jay the, Leno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. So, so all morning, sometimes. when you've been telling me about him, thinking, I've been thinking it's the guy that does right, the interviews. Yeah. Okay, so just quickly passing through this, can I just quickly say, Ashley and Stacey, very, very generous of you. If some of you are going to be receiving unexpected memberships because Aww. two of our lovely followers that's have, very sweet have um, bought a load for you. So that's we've, very we've got, the, we, we put a lot of content up here on our YouTube channel, but we also have a members area, which is £1.99 a month, uh, where we do extra content. Yeah. Um, and so just quickly, so Army Hammer will not be facing sexual assault charges after a two-year investigation. The uh, Los Angeles uh, LAPD, uh, well, Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office said they won't be charging him because uh, they found the nature of their, uh, well, A, insufficient evidence, but B, they said that the nature of his relationship with the woman who'd accused him of sexual assault and rape was so complex that, and nuanced that they didn't feel they could actually get in there and prove beyond <clears> reasonable <throat> doubt that anything uh, had actually happened. He's, over the last couple of years, he's been accused of so many absolutely yeah. horrific... The exact quote from the district attorney is, due to the complexity of their relationship and inability to prove a non-consensual, forcible mm. sexual encounter, we are unable to prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt. Um, Hammer wrote, so Hammer's gone public on his Instagram saying he's grateful the, to the district attorney. So we could be looking at a, uh, an attempt to rehabilitate Army Hammer from that set of circumstances. So. But I mean, there have been so many accusations, hasn't there? Was it just down to one person? Well, I, yes, yes. It was principally around them. But there was also, wasn't it, his ex-wife was also accused. Welcome Vicky as a, as, as a new member as well. Um, and finally, I know we've been talking about it loads, but the, the change is not that dramatic. Welcome second, Vicky. Yeah. Mars attacks. No, this isn't that NASA have said that the little spacemen don't exist, but Mars are making a major change to their chocolate bar, which then when I looked into it, I thought, I quite like it. They're changing their packaging to be more paper, sort of recyclable which paper. I love. Is it going to be paper, paper, like I quite, wrapped? That's quite like, American, isn't it? Oh, God, like, I love sandwiches wrapped in paper. I, I love it, that. One, I love, some of my strange things I love, gingham tablecloths, baking paper, white, grease-proof paper. Right. I used to, years ago when I was working in town, oh, God, really boring job, but the whole job was worth it because it was this lovely sandwich shop that they, oh my God, it was like the best sandwiches in the world. You know, I used to have a sandwich business myself, guys. Yeah. Super Sarnies, it was called. Um, I used to make all my own sandwiches. But anyway, this shop, they took such pride in their sandwiches in the same way I did when I had my sandwich business. And they would wrap it in the grease-proof paper beautifully, like hospital corners, grease-proof mm. paper. Oh, 
So that's what I'm imagining now with my Mars yeah, bar. Is I, that what I'm going to get? I hope so. It's like, I like the way in America you get paper bags to take stuff. I mean, they're totally impractical and they fall apart. But I mean, I love yeah, that. But I love that. I you love know, paper You sort of bags. walk in yeah. through a door in an apartment with a yeah, paper bag. Yeah, paper bags. With never using the handles. Anyway, and so Chinese food in paper cart in the cartons yes. rather than the metal. Yes. I love those I American love cardboard carts. And do you remember when you used to get blocks of ice cream that came in sort of paper? Oh my God, don't. I've just got like euphoric recall. I need an ice cream. You get like a separate ice cream. No, wrapped in paper. You'd open it up. You'd put the wafer on the top. Then you'd turn over the ice cream and peel off the paper and put your... I want that today. I might have to go and buy a block of vanilla ice cream, cut it up, wrap it up in greaseproof paper and then make little... Ice cream sandwiches for the kids. Faith Goodman asks a killer question Ooh. though. Is this an opportunity to make it smaller? And as I'm looking at the photographs... Very, nothing gets past Faith. No, and I'm looking at Does the photographs it? of these lovely recyclable paper. They do look smaller. You're right, Steph. Americans do make the best Chinese takeaway pots. That's, that's the most Oh, noodle a, pots. There's a place um, on the South Bank oh. that does it. We went there Ned's to have noodle, noodle Ned's noodle bar just because they were in the, the cardboard cartons. You've got to do it in America. Drive through, go to one of those sort of, you know, kind of car park zones. You get your noodles, you're in a box. I love it. Anyway... Yeah, yeah I the have Mars still, bars do look smaller. People have noticed I've got a bloody Christmas jumper on. Yes. What does it Fe- say? Always festive in her, podcast. in her bra. Snow angel. Mm. You know what? I felt cold, so I thought I'm going to put oh, one on. Did you? It's a bit nippy. It doesn't matter if it's Christmas. Yeah. I, I, I think we should start a movement that you can wear Christmas jumpers and glitter right. all year. Right. Because otherwise they get waste. Because by the time we get to next year, the moss will eat them. Because I don't know about any of you guys, but... Oh my god, I've got to show you something. Stay there. Hang on, wait, wait, wait. No, wait. Not Can I just say, as as in terms of the weekend, obviously the Curly Cooks is a pre-record that'll be landing tomorrow uh, on Saturday, and the No Name Sunday show is going to be a much later one on Sunday, obviously in lieu of our um, uh, anniversary weekend. It's going to be a live one, and it's going to be later on Sunday, probably a tea time No Name Sunday show. Is that correct? Yeah. Quite calm and lovely. What the fuck is that? Moths. No. Yeah. Where was this? And this is the jacket that you what? bought me years ago. Look, for my birthday. Paul Smith. Where was this? Look. Where did you find Look. it? Eaten. <gasps> Eaten. Oh, my God. When? Just terribly That eaten. is not a moth. A moth can't tear things like that. No, but then it's got torn off. Just hang because on. it's so broken. No, but hang on. Where was this? It was in a bag. Nads. Nads. No moth I know has done a right angle no, tear no, on, because, an, on an elbow. No, because, you have treated this no, appallingly. Look, oh, shut the fuck up. You're very annoying. Right, look, moths are all over it. Oh, but luckily, I've, what, I've given it to my daughter, no. who's made a thing out of it because it's quite oh, right. But if anyone's got some it's good tips spread for the moths, moths isn't it? Yeah. But, but the one tip I don't want is put the individual cloves in a bag and put it in the freezer because I can't do that. All right, guys. Life's too short. Lots of love. Have a lovely day. Love ya. Bye.